going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of the Culture to Christ podcast. We are your hosts, Alex and Aaron. Thank you guys for joining us again today. If you haven't already, subscribe to us on our YouTube channel and then also on Apple Podcasts, also on Spotify, and then leave a review on Apple Podcasts for a future Q&A episode. Today we're going to get into a bit of the election in the United States, the politics, the political world around COVID, and then some further notes that we want to touch on. Aaron, what's going on, dude? Different uh, feeling today. Opposite sides. We switch sides uh, of the table. How does it feel on that side? I feel more intelligent on this side. (laughs) I got to see, now like Omer said, your point of view. Literally. My side's more like where Rogan sits on the left side, right? Yeah. (laughs) So now it's like I'm interviewing you. You're interviewing me, yeah. Um, But yeah, so today we're going to... um, I recently, um, obviously, lost um, my dog, Hershey. Um, just want to um, give a prayer to her and that she's um, in heaven now with, you know, um, people that are, I'm going to get into other testimonies. I don't want to give away too much, but she's in heaven now. And um, it's been a, a learning curve for me the last week, last month, spending basically time taking care of her. Um, you know, it's been a... How, a, how were the last moments with her? Like, describe that feeling to me. Um, very, um, surreal kind of, cause it happened out of the nowhere, out of nowhere too, right? Like you weren't expecting it to happen like yeah, that, right? No. So, you know, I got home from work and my brother was taking care of her and I just literally was cleaning some of her, you know, she was, she was on her way out, you know, she had cancer, so her legs weren't working anymore and her body was eating away at itself. And I was just, you know, taking care of her that day when I got home from work. She, you know, cleaning her up, make sure she can breathe. She was breathing through her nose, so to make sure that her nose was clear of air pathways and stuff like that. And I was getting her chicken, getting her food ready. My brother was like, "Yo, come here, come here, come here." You know, she's not, uh, she's not breathing. Like her jaw shut. So we went over and just, I grabbed her. I said, "You know, help me pick her up, get her on her feet. Like we gotta open up the airway somehow. Like I don't really know anything, right? I'm just trying yeah. to figure it out." Yeah. And I'm just her jaw is like clenched. She's not. She can tell she's like something happened. So I tried to open her mouth and then like her tongue was all over the place and I think she had a heart attack. And Damn, that's rough. she died in my arms, you know. And but what it, it's good that you were there because exactly. I'd rather be there than let's say coming home and she already passed away. I think that'd be worse. Yeah, exactly. Right? You got to actually embrace like the last couple, you know, yeah. minutes with her. And I always, we always want to look at what, what, what God was, you know, showing my brother and I and how he allowed him and I to both be there in that moment. Didn't happen when she was by herself. You know, it happened when we were there, and even though it's, I think it was a lesson for me as well, um, I think I would have handled it differently. I would have wanted to give her a goodbye, you know, her dreaming away and sleeping and not having, I think she had a heart attack, to be honest with you. She was having a hard time breathing, so. But don't you feel that you, you like, I, because I talk to you all the time, you told me how much time and effort you put into, you know, making sure she's good. So don't you, you can honestly say that you did everything in your power to make sure she could stay alive. Yes. And that's a great feeling to have. Yeah. Because imagine like if you weren't there when she passed away, you might've been thinking, oh, it's kind of my fault, my fault for not being uh, there to support her. But now you can, you can full heartedly say that you did everything in your power to, you know, give her the best chance. Exactly. That's, that's good. Yeah. Because the, the weight of regret is like no other and you can never get rid of that. You can, you know, you can work on it over time. But that shame and guilt of like you could have done more and you didn't, you chose not to, you chose yourself. I couldn't live with that. And, you know, 
my brother did want to push my faith a bit, you know, want to see. And the reason I took her off medications, I was like, you know what, let me give her good, give her good food, good water. I'll take her to the dog park. I'll do what I have to. You know what I mean? Like this dog gave me so much um, perspective through every dark time in my life um, that I'm like, you know what, this cancer, you know, maybe it was it was from my lack of giving her the right foods. You know, she's healthy, only 10 years old. And then literally from, I guess, maybe August when she got diagnosed, she just slowly dwindled away more and more. And so is 10 years, is 10 years young for a dog for to pass? Like what's the average? For a Rottweiler, it's pretty old. I'd say maybe she would have uh, two or three years left. Oh, God. But the cancer she had, one in four Rottweilers get it. So... You know, I was, it was battling. I was really, it tested my faith a lot. I was really asking God, like, am I doing this right? You know, should I just let her go into the afterlife? But I'm like, it doesn't, my brother was telling me it doesn't seem like organic and real, right? Or like we're telling, we're, she's not telling us she wants to die. You know, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, you know, she wasn't saying I kill me. Dogs don't have that, right? We don't, they don't have consciousness. So I'm like, what if she just wants us to cuddle with her and hang out with her? Like, yeah, she's sore. What if she just wants us to spend time with her? So we all kind of took turns and didn't sleep a lot. And, you know, I, I, like you said, I don't have any regrets because I did whatever I could. Whenever I had free time, it was like, hey, what's, where's Hershey? And I just, you know, give her water. Do you have to drink? You know, okay, I'll pick her up. I bring her outside. I sit with her outside, you know, and just kind of be there for her. And, yeah, it was a humbling moment. It definitely uh, taught me a lot. Like, you, like we always talk about in life, our experiences and stuff that's real um, happens. We... As Christians, luckily enough, we can see where God and is like in play. I saw firsthand too how like even before she was really sick, like you were always like a good uh, like a parent to her. Like you'd always take her out on walks. Like we know we talked about it before how there's a lot of shitty dog owners or just like they, like they don't care, you know. But you were actually like every day, you know, just by her side, you know, taking her out for walks, feeding her. And, like, you would have to leave certain places like, yo, I got to go, you know? I, yeah, and, and I like, have to. That's, that's, I respect that. And I was uh, it was, and I was also grateful because I, was, I wasn't I was always the best dog owner. Like, growing up, to be honest with you, she was, was a dog that was kind of there. And when COVID happened and she was literally, we, her and I were best friends twice a day because there's literally nothing to do. A lot of people deal with mental health stuff stuck in your house. You feel like you're in jail. And the best part of my day was like her, she was ready, her and I were going to go for a two hour walk, you know, and go see things. I'd take videos on Instagram for her going in the water and stuff. So I, I, it really grounded me to see what is really important. You know, I was always focused on so many other things in life and she was always there at home. And like, it's, I know it's from people who haven't owned a dog, it can be very general. Like when someone, like we always say too, it's like babies for you and I is very general. Like, oh, it's a baby, you know, but like I've learned obviously with my niece and nephew that it's when it's part of your family becomes so much more real. When so, it's your own. Exactly. When it's your own to take care of, that's when everything changes. Yeah. So I'm just very grateful for the time I got to have with her during COVID going on the walks. And yeah, like I said, there's definitely, you know, dog owners listening and just, you know, just understand that, you know, it's it's a God-given creation. Um, it brings a lot of love and life to people. Like imagine... Imagine this world without dogs, like the amount of people that like deal with certain mental health issues or that, you know, if you take away dogs, like you, you take away an asset for some people to like just survive. That's why it's man's best friend, right? Yeah. They're loyal. They're always there. They mm-hmm. sense certain things. They, you know, they're just a world without dogs. I, I think that it'd be a lot less peaceful. 
Yes. Because, you know, mm-hmm. animals bring peace to people's lives. Yeah. Right? Like, I see it in you. I've seen other people. Yeah. So, like, I don't need to own one to see, like, the joy it brings someone like you. Yeah. Right? And it humbles you. Yes, 100%. And, like, you're right because I would probably be a little more a little more bitter and anger, I'd say, if I didn't have her as, as a perspective every single day. Um, when my parents got divorced when I was younger, that's when I got Hershey. So she was like that that positive place of happiness in a very dark time when I was younger. So she was kind of that catalyst for me where when everything was going wrong, her and I had to go on walks. You know, there was someone, it was also me taking care of another living thing, uh, which is important. You know, I think we all get better and away from the narcissistic world we're living in by taking care of something else. Um, but also, you know, you have gone through some, uh, you know, <laughs> some changes too. And, uh, you know, we talked about how you had a serious leg injury and yeah. it, God was humbling you during that time. And then <laughs> only a couple of weeks in and you took, take something to the face. You can go into that. Yeah. So after uh, sprained M- MCL, right, you know, now it feels great. Back on the ice, started buzzing again. And then take a puck to the face, right, off a defensive clear, five stitches. Shout out to Mark. Shout out to Mark. <laughs> Mark, yeah. Like, it, it just goes to show you that even when you think everything is good in life, you can get you can get just <laughs> taken down down a notch or down another level. Something can hit you by surprise, and now you gotta learn to adapt again. And you how gotta, and how do you think you you take that now? Like taking a puck to the face, five stitches, like, based on like what you learned during your injury. How uh, do it's you, like do you I, see I, I take this any day over. If anyone has like a sprained knee or sprain, anything sprained or broken, that's way worse than getting stitches, right? Mm-hmm. So could be worse. You could have lost a tooth or you know get high stick have a glass eye you know there's so many things that could be worse so now well you're still just, so just... tough man <laughs> guys who wear visors like i'm not tough enough to wear a visor you know like maybe my game would get better you i can, could you can't wear a visor though because your game style yes i can't like i wouldn't even want to see with a visor because i know like how different you would have to play and like i wouldn't want to see that yeah but like for me it's like i always tell people you don't want to see me with a cage either because i'd be irrelevant out there like i just my peripherals everything vision wise i just i can't I can't see the puck can't feel the puck can't see the play happening i feel like i'm claustrophobic in the cage so maybe that's why i don't pass the puck <laughs> i just can't see peripherally man i just all i see is these bars you, just, you know you just see the, the net i just see the net <laughs> yeah. i know where the net is generally i'm gonna shoot it get the rebound man assist <laughs> see what you want though right the yeah. guy varies puck goes in the net um i think as well if i didn't didn't wear a cage like we wouldn't do able to do this a video it could just have to be audio <laughs> you know i just feel this guy's face is so messed up and you dented your cage again right oh yeah so do you still feel concussed right now from that hit or you're good honestly i can't tell because i'm kind of grieving over oh, hershey so it's a combination so, like, of things combo and you know like you remember our our uh when we had uh at bobby's yeah. during that time i said wow that's such a blessing that i was grieving and had a concussion yeah in that unique uh you know so shout out to bobby's too for everyone in mississauga yeah. who knows the best the best best brunch breakfast place 100 in mississauga right it's a staple and you know we talk about small businesses you want to keep small businesses going got to keep going on Bobby's. and you know now it's it's we can shout it out now because you know, it's not as busy, but if it was no COVID during busy times, I wouldn't be shouting out because the wait times are already over an hour. Yeah. So <laughs> that's why I don't like blowing up certain spots. I know. Because then everyone goes, everyone goes and, and we can't go. You end up getting effed uh, over, right? And then we also recapped on last episode, couple episodes we did at Logan Um Shout out to Tiggs. And, you know, you guys go check out that spot, you know, during COVID and further lockdowns everywhere. The lockdowns now are in, in a Halton region taking away the hockey going on for Monday nights. 
Um, it's all to me a joke now. It's, <laughs> it's one, too far now. It's too far. It's one big joke. Um, you know what it is? I like what I was saying to you. I think it's because even though a lot of these regions don't have high, like high number of cases, it's the fact that now different mayors and you know people in different regions are pointing fingers at each other, being like, "Oh, how if our, if Region Appeal is is locked down, how come Halton gets to stay open? How come York Region gets to stay open?" So now it's like it's a competition of you know we we should all be treated the same. It's not even about the amount of case number, like the number of cases, right? Yeah. So it's, they should isolate cities, man. Okay, first of all, Peel shut down because of Brampton. Okay, <laughs> Brampton is the Brampton's reason. Going through, uh, the wedding parties were like what three hundred people. Yeah, people. They give no fuck. Yeah, and like people miss Saga were pretty good, and it just like, I, and it's all the mayor of Brampton's out there playing shitty, playing he's shitty with back. the boys. <laughs> yep, he's playing shitty with the boys. We talk about no. I would do the same thing though. Um, yeah, it's just that now it's you know we're we're putting the health and lifestyles and businesses and family living over uh, the elderly population and people who have already precondition pre preexisting conditions. Well, you know the stats are out. Forty percent of cases have came from uh, old age homes. Only four percent have come from restaurants and gyms. Yep. So it's like it's a joke. Like it is. And wow. they're, they're going to say, oh, because of lockdowns, we kept things safe. Like no, it's not true. Okay. The virus is here. Yes, it's not right? gonna. It's not gonna pick a city that gets close. It's not gonna go. Wow, that city's in lockdown. I'm gonna go to the city that's not in lockdown. It just doesn't know the difference. Like you're not gonna change if you're at home. You can get the virus. Then when you're out, you can get the virus. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. And you, but you eating outside a restaurant in a tent in a tent will keep you more safe Remember than eating inside the restaurant. It's the same thing. You're still. It's the <laughs> same exact thing. So like hell, let's get these uh, restaurants to pay twenty five thousand for patio gear, so people can sit inside, but they're outside, so that that keeps everyone safe because COVID doesn't like going in tents. Yeah, and we know that it's, it's embarrassing, a, man. It's embarrassing, and it's a, it's a it's a bigger plan. It's something bigger that was planned a long time ago. That's why I can't wait. I I I can't wait for that Netflix documentary that comes out that just goes the that, scam. That just, yeah, just shows Covidicus. everything. Like you know, like loose change for nine eleven. Yeah. Right. Like all the it, it always comes out sooner or yeah. later, and then we just look back like wow. Yeah. Oh. You guys listening, we want you to just do your own research. Look at the math. Look at the numbers. Right. And also look at suicides. Look at uh, drunk driving deaths. Look at murder rates. Look at all that stuff during COVID, right? And ask yourself, did COVID cause these things, right? Or was it a lockdown? Um, I, my, 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 my mother's friend, um, they have a family member that committed suicide today. Um, Canadian boy, 14 years old. I'm not going to get into details, but he committed suicide today for, and jumped in front of a subway, either a train or a bus. And it's funny for me because everyone is saying, you know, the you know, suicide. Yeah. But they're already dealing with stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, COVID lockdowns, but they're already dealing with stuff. So, so with everyone with diabetes and heart disease. And it's been why so we, long now. It's been eight months of, of lockdown. So that was the point of the eight month lockdown to prepare. We talked about it, prepare so that you don't have to do it again. But I'm always like, man, people, these politicians and all these things, they know what they're doing when they're going to do it. They know the date when they're doing stuff. It's a gaslight. The media is not the media is not like truth. People think the media is truth. It's not truth, right? That's why today we're getting into the politics of everything going on, and even in the U.S. election. Clearly, it's a big, big topic of you know fraud, all that kind of stuff, fake news. But it's like a revolving door right now. Yeah. So, you know, when they decided to close things, it was because numbers were going up, and then they saw okay, numbers are coming back down a little. We'll open up again, 
you open up again, the numbers go back up. And then what do you do? You close again. So you're never going to find the perfect time. Like, because, yeah, we know the virus is here, but don't take away the people's livelihoods that, you know, they're, they, they want to go on with their lives. They want to like be able to, you know, go work out, go, go play basketball, go yeah. play hockey, go eat in a restaurant. Don't take that away from people who, yes, who already know that the virus is here and are prepared to live their lives in a way that is, you know, accepting it. Uh, yeah. It's like, it, it's crazy how, like what you said, how the people who are running the, like running our governments, running, you know, municipalities are deciding for us what's in our best interests. How, how are you to tell me what's in my best uh, interest for my mental health, my spiritual health, my f- physical health, all of these things? Like, come on, like you guys are comfortable because at the end of the day, your job secured. Yep. If you guys were a restaurateur on the opposite end or like you're, you're in an industry where it's shut down, how would you be reacting? Exactly. But you're a politician, so you can what you say goes. Your job is secured. Your family's eating good. It's they, like they sit on a pedestal, right? They're they're equal to us, but yet the government acts like they're go- like like they're our gods. They take away our freedoms, freedom of choice. Well, who are you to say what I can do with my free time? You're taking away my freedom. You're, you're letting you're letting LCBO stay open the entire time, but churches get closed. You're okay with someone binge drinking, alcohol, drunk driving. You know, living in alcohol abuse, you're okay with that, but churches, no, that's dangerous. We all know it's bullshit. You know, it it, it does, um, it does, yeah, piss me off because I used to think politics didn't matter. You know, like, I don't talk about politics, but then you realize you one day you might have family, you might have kids, and they got to live in a system. We and, used to everyone. I used to think like that too. Like I didn't care about politics until something like this happens, where you you see how much of an impact they can have on your your life. And then now everyone starts to wonder, like, what's next, right? Yeah, and what's going on? Who's planning it? Um, and that's why it's so important, like, for us, having that relationship with God where it's like we always see bigger picture now. Exactly. Like, this, this is all temporary here. And it just goes to, like, it drives that, that point home even more so when you see lockdowns get extended. Because, they, like, a lot of times we don't think that the government's going to lie to us when they tell us, oh, it's just for 28 days. And after 28 days, we'll open up again. But then when when that day comes and they decide we're going to extend it again, you're like, you lose all hope. Yes. So it's like we never have as much hope in the system as we do in God. In God. That's, that's what I learned. Amen. Because also, too, you can take the information with the government with a grain of salt. You no longer go, I trust you. And you no longer, you don't longer feel betrayed when they tell you 28 days and they don't. You just go, you're okay. Yeah. Them, right? You're like, okay, bud. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 28 days. It's getting colder outside. You've been, people have been locked in, not doing anything for eight months. So they're not healthy. And then it's going to get colder and it's COVID. You think people are going to what? You're going to do a shutdown and then winter comes, it gets snowy. Okay. Now let's open stuff up. We like, and it's a way of easing us into like, cause if they came camps, out and said bro. 60 days, Everyone be like, not two months, no way. But they go 28 days, let uh, things open up for a couple more days, and they say, okay, now we're going to lock it down again. So basically, you're still getting a 60-day lockdown, but it was broken up into two parts so yep. society doesn't freak out. It's a, it's, the, it's the slowly pushing you off the cliff, right? It's a slow nudges. They don't want to just, hey, I'm here to push you off the cliff so you die. It's, you know, I'm not going to put you in a hot boiling pan of water. I'm going to put you in some cold water and slowly turn up the temperature until you don't even know you're dying anymore. Right. And that's why, you know, we have to realize we're not, it's, is it a democracy we're living in? Do we have freedom of choice? 
We look at different countries around the world and why people escape those countries to come to Canada and the United States because that's what happened. They did something slowly. You know, take this away. We're going to take this away. Take your uh, right to vote away. And it's, they're, they're the, what's going on is they're trying to build socialism in communist countries all around the world. The government is your god. Take away religions. Take away faith. Take away your uh, ability to have an opinion. Right. Not even just not even just your opinion, your ability to socialize now. Yep. Now you can't even you can't even go out anywhere. Well, you so, mean you, but you have to socialize with a mask on. Even that too, right? It's like you can only socialize a certain all way. All fear driven. Yeah. And uh, I didn't think my vote mattered, so I'm now I'm going to be voting even in uh, you know for Canadian politics because you see that these these politicians are all pretty much. You know, they're they're they go where the money goes. But now you even have to ask yourself after seeing that U.S. election, what's up with the voting system, right? You saw how like a lot of a lot of the uh, the systems they were using in the states, they ended up finding out that they were malfunctioning. Like people were voting for Trump, and they were going in, they were getting counted as Biden. First they said malfunction, yeah, and then they said human error. So they're like. And I'm There's only, a lot of different uh, different reasons, but you know, like just from analyzing that election, didn't you fi- didn't you find that the mail in the mail in uh, votes for scam. for Biden were it's insane? It, yeah, it doesn't like, make it, it makes no sense that they're all for Biden. And how does Biden have the most votes of all time in in like the history of out of all pre- U.S. presidents? Biden has has the most votes. The guy barely even campaigned. There's no way his brand is he even barely can hold. He can barely hold a sentence together. Yeah, his brand isn't like Obama's, right? And he ends up with the most with the most votes. And they also said there was a uh, dead people's votes for uh, yep for Biden as well. So it's going to be interesting to see how this whole investigation plays out. But I always ask myself too, who's investigating? Who's leading the investigation I to know. find out? Like Trump's not going to be the one that gets to see all these ballots. It's going to be the same people who rigged it in the first place. Yes. Um, yeah, we know that the, uh, the election's rigged. It was rigged. 100%. They didn't want Trump to win. Trump's calling out every sick pedophile, all these rich elites. He's calling them all out because he can, because that's who he is. He doesn't give a shit about, and I think that's why I think people are so more focused on hating Trump than finding out the truth. They rather hate Trump so much than to actually investigate into who Joe Biden is, who Kamala Harris is, where do they get their money from? Why are they millionaires of all these properties around the world? What business deals did they do, right? And how is this guy even getting votes who can't even hold a sentence together? Did you see uh, Trump? He announced that, uh, well, he was he was basically saying that he wants to pardon himself if he has to end up leaving office, which is crazy. Like, for him to even consider doing what that. What does that mean, par- pardon himself? So if once he leaves office, that he can no longer be pursued by... Uh, investigators and charged with anything so he's trying to pardon himself before he uh he leaves office so that no like basically the u.s attorneys and the, the district attorneys can't go after him for any investigation if he if so he, he's if he wait if he pardons himself from the presidency like no he, if he pardoned he pardons himself from any wrongdoing so once you can pardon, he do that with his power like he actually can he, do that? no president has ever done it before but he might be the first so like that was just like when i heard that i was like yo that's too much <laughs> like you're just making yourself look so guilty the first president to ever pardon themselves like it's crazy but like that's why it's like trumpy does these things that it's just like bro <laughs> you're taking the things too far yeah <laughs> but you but like that, you said you got to be narcissistic. Uh, you do you have to be narcissistic to run for presidency <laughs> politicians are all narcissists because they want that they want their their 
their word to have a say. They wanna, they like when people do what they say. They like the spotlight. They like to go on camera and speak politically correct. Not Trump, which is actually why people like him. Yeah, that you have to be, a, you like to ha have attention, and that's what politics is. You don't, if you actually have a moral compass and want to actually help people, you don't go into politics because <laughs> there's too many backhand deals and all this kind of stuff meandering. And they won't rain. let you anyways. No, they the won't let you. The people who call the shots or who have the advisory board who are putting the plans in front of you, they already have their own agendas. You're just letting it out in front of the world, right? But it's, it's you know, what's crazy too. Why are both uh, candidates almost 80 years old? Why can't there be someone who's in their 40s? Or even like even younger than forties. Like, why do you have to put a number on it where you have to be a certain age to be president? Um, you know what? I think about it as I don't know. I think it as we know experience you can be, doesn't just equate to your age. Yeah, no. I, to me, I, I'm like the person. I would like a Christian to be a president or a prime minister. To be Kanye. honest with you, <laughs> that's yeah. <all>. Kanye. Right? <laughs> and um, yeah, sometimes like people like like you said, you have to have the certain people that are. I don't think you need to be old. I think having experience, maybe having a family and kids and life and, you know, being able to see, you know, you, you've had lived so many years in the world to understand what's really important. I can see why they don't elect a 30-year-old, you know, like what, three years I can run for president, you know what I mean? I can see someone maybe in their 40s and 50s, right, um, that can actually make a change and they're, they're not on their way out. Like, you know, Biden and Trump, but they're the in their is, 70s and 80s. I, I would like, like, if a 30-year-old if a is capable, right? Like, let's say his resume is, you know, he's, own, he's owned, multi, owned multiple successful businesses, like different ventures, right? And, you know, he's, he's a visionary for, for the up-and-coming uh, ways of developing societies, and just like maybe different uh, education system ideas. Uh, he just comes from that background of not putting, you know, not putting the burden of student debts and like, like huge student loans on, uh, on, on kids coming out of college, right? Where maybe you need a young mind who's a forward thinker to progress society in a way that, you know, that will be more relatable to us. Because if you have someone who's like in, in their 50s, right? They don't always see it from the same way that we that we see it, and you don't. And you know, I think that all like the old the the older generation has always had the chance to lead the country. So I think it would be like, what's another four? What's another four years of seeing a young visionary try to change the the already corrupt system we have today? It's if you can get rid of the elites running the world, you could do that. Exactly, that's a problem. Because eventually, you get someone that's thirty, and they get compromised. Because hey, man, just so you know, you actually have no say. You're just you're just the puppet. You're just the, we need you to be the face. Because that's what they do, right? That's what Barack Obama. He's black. Let's put him up there, right? He can just be the face. He'll speak so correctly. I'm going to help the world, right? And they just puppeteer him to do all these different things, right? So I'd like to see that, but it's like you have to get rid of these rich elites that no one even knows That's about. That's why Kanye, he's like, because he's he self-sufficient. Exactly. So they can't mess around with him. That's why you know, Trump, he's like, I can't be messed around with. Trump lost money going to office. And that's why he he caused a shitstorm throughout the entire election. But even Trump, stuff. but even Trump, he doesn't have the same uh, background, right, and the same financial resources mm -hmm. that Kanye has available. So maybe Kanye is the next step. Because people forget that you know Trump Trump went bankrupt tons of times. Yes, owes so much He's money a to contract. Yeah, scammer. He's a fraud. But if you look at Kanye, self sufficient, right? Like everything that he that he's went into was with his own money. And even if you look at like Adidas, like his own brand with Yeezy, a lot of the ideas that he has to, that he that he puts out, it's from his own money. 
Like people forget that like Adidas doesn't back him for every single thing because if they did, they'd be like, yo, this guy's doing way too much. Exactly. So Kanye sometimes has to take it upon himself. To he, be but like, he wouldn't want their control this. either. He wouldn't want Adidas their money because then he would tell them what to do too. And he, exactly. le- and he learned what that's like in the music industry, but he, right? But he puts his money where his mouth is, like mm-hmm. building uh, the self-sufficient city in uh, Wyoming, right? The Christian city. That's his money. No one's paying him to do that, you know? The Christian university that he's starting, that's his own money. So, like, these are the type of things that are, uh, we want to see a young visionary take office and show us, like, change that will actually, you know, make a difference to the younger generation, not just the older, too. Because if... The, the biggest influence you can have is on the younger generation coming up so that, you know, uh, racism, all of these injustices, all of, all of these things that we see in the media, they're not just being told by people who are, you know, like 50 years old. And they're just using it to make get their money and businesses funded. Yeah, I understand. They just want to look politically correct. When you look at all of these, even all like the commissioners who run the uh, NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL, if you look at them when they talk about like the, the things going on in this world, it's basically just uh, it's just public perception. So their leagues look like, you know, we're doing the right thing. They're we following care about trends. These, yeah. They so say like, what you want to hear. They're not actually going in communities and doing and making a difference. They don't care. No. No, they, they say what you want to hear. It's like at Lululemon, right? They, they're trying to hire different people. It's like if you're trying to get rid of racism, you can't make race the basis of your decisions. It's like, oh, you know, people of a certain majority are getting, you know, put, put in different positions. So now let's choose someone of different race or whatever. And like, that's the same thing. <laughs> it's the same thing. And that's just being blatantly obvious. Yeah, blatantly obvious that you don't actually want to make a change. You're just trying to follow trends. So you don't get sued. You're not you're on a liability. You're just following, like we say, man, people just follow the trends so they don't get in trouble. Um, but yeah, I can see Kanye being... Um, I had to think about it. You know, I watched the, we talked about, um, you and I watched the um, interview you had with Joe Rogan. And you can tell he's done a lot of self-reflection, you know. I think in any position, like we said, you have to be a bit narcissistic to run for presidency because you have to, you have to have a backbone. Like, you have to like yourself so much that nobody can say anything and do anything to mess with you, right? Like, you have to really, because it's hard, right? Like, if he, if he went for presidency, he would lose a lot more than he gains, he would lose, you know, money, friends, family. He would get abused and attacked and bullied and threatened and death threats 10 times, 100 times fold. Like, it's not... People think, like, oh, you're a president, your life is just cozy. It is cozy if you're not trying to fight anything, anything that matters, right? Like, 100% that these Democrats, like Barack Obama, all these guys, like, they were chilling, bro. Um, but when you're doing something like Kanye... I Honestly, I thought if Trump didn't win... Like, think of this idea. If Trump didn't win... And, you know, whatever, Biden, Kamala Harris go for the next four years. Kanye for president, Trump for vice president. <laughs> That'd be crazy. How crazy would that be? <laughs> like, that would be a sweep. <laughs> that would be a sweep. If, if, if the voting system was uh, 100% legit. They fix it. They yeah. fix it. No mail-in votes. You got to show up. But you know what I even think about the mail-in ballots? I think that in-person vote should count as two. It's more if legit. You're gonna, if you're going to take a risk, yeah, because COVID. In person is more is like legit. You have your ID there, right? You're there in person. All these mail-in votes, like when you just look at the numbers of how many came in last last minute and you just see like how so many of the ballots, right, in like especially the swing states, they only had Biden marked. They didn't fill out the rest of the, uh, so of I the voting. Yeah. So like how suspicious is that? If like 90% of the ballots just have... Uh, biden and none of the other candidates are selected bro what is that like, that should be uh voided exactly that's why when uh, you guys can do your research you know i can give my opinion but i think that 
what they the mail-in votes they did they planned it a long time ago because they believed trump did have influence and trump had a chance to win again so they said mail-in votes because it's hard to to add in votes with people right like how can you you know people get watched how can you get someone you'll put it in twice you can't right so it's like if we do mail-in votes we then can control what goes in what of gets course. submitted and i think what happened what they're saying is um i believe it so you guys can check it out yourselves but they didn't assume Trump would be ahead so much or they didn't think that the, he would be winning by so much. So what they had to do is go, oh, fuck, like, you know, he's killing us. We got to get more mail-in votes. Like, it's freeze. And that's why all of a sudden overnight, Biden got 100,000 votes and Trump got zero. And who's going to, when there's those astronomical numbers, who's going to verify each ballot? Like, you know how much time it to verify the ID of each person? They're not doing that. I don't care what anybody can tell me. Put yourself working in that situ in that the same situation of verifying ballots now. If I'm getting a stack of like any over a hundred, I'm doing it. I'm like, okay, this is okay, this is okay. I'm not cross-referencing signatures and all that bullshit. I know. Right? This is the most votes of all time that have ever uh in the history of the US election. This is the most votes ever for both candidates. Well, they should make that a high paying job. Counting votes? You know what I saw? So one of the the girls who was working in the uh in the voting center, she had her own business uh flyer hanging off of her desk for promoting her a jewelry business. So I was like, how unprofessional is that? Like, this is the girl who's what? in charge of, yeah. And it's a, it's a jewelry business. It's on World Star 2. Uh, when, when you go to it, so me and my brother were watching, like, what the fuck? This girl's actually allowed to promote her own business. We searched it up and everyone just uh, spamming her saying that, what the fuck is this? You can't be promoting your own business. You're working the election. And like everyone trying to be like, yo, don't buy from this bird. Don't buy yeah. jewelry from her. But it just goes to show you how much of a joke it is. Like, it's like you putting RF by your, or we're putting I know, I know you're Christ. voting. I know you're voting, but just, can you just buy, buy a hoodie real quick? Like that just makes you just think like, yo, like this is a joke. It, it, if you can do that, of course you can, you know, rig things that's and like, it's it goes not maybe, professional. It goes maybe, like, now I think, like, how many other elections were rigged? How many other elections? So many. Especially without social... Now it's it's uh, amplified because of social media. Yeah. But, like, I tell people, imagine back when 9-11 happened, we had Instagram and Facebook Ooh. and all these things to expose this. It'd be a, it'd be it'd a be nightmare, a disaster for these, for Trump and... I mean, not for Trump, for Bush and his whole, uh, oh, his whole yeah. team. Because imagine people who were in the building in 9-11 in World Trade Center stuff, filming stuff being going, like, why are bombs going off? off. Right? Jeez. Or like th- those people who they, who were so-called on the planes, right, that uh, that were hijacked. Now you have a phone. You could easily be recording what's going on that going goes on. into iCloud. Posting so it, doing all these that things. That would not be able to fly. That's in 9-11. If, you, if they can – sometimes the biggest, most elaborate schemes, right, people they don't pay attention to because they're like – they think that's – a Man, you think it's possible to to stage 9/11? Like it's so big, but sometimes they have to make it that dramatic so people are like like COVID wow. and uh yep. and this election, so people are just like, no, like it's legit. Like they're not going. You think every, someone will put in millions of fake votes? It's impossible. Yeah. But the most elaborate like uh schemes are go usually. go uh unnoticed. And and I think people cuz they're so comfortable like some people you talk to are like they just can't believe evil happens. Like <laughs> no, that's no, like they would never do that. It's like yeah. you're out to lunch. <laughs> like you're out to lunch. You think the world's like what? Like rainbows and cupcakes? Yeah. Like the real world? Like you live in your safe haven like you whatever, you're in a relationship, you're cuddly up, you're living in Canada, you're all comfortable, you got your Netflix and popcorn, and you're watching all these movies. Like, They'll be like, you think Epstein would have an island yeah. just to, you know, yeah. sexually abuse girls? Like, no, no way. No, no, presidents, presidents are nice. <laughs> presidents don't do that. They, 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 they try to help people. 
yet you know you have uh what what's what's the president called you know the clintons yeah why haven't they ever been arrested and charged for anything they've ever done epstein's dead now right? so he can't testify you know or the <laughs> fbi informants who do we know or do you know like it's uh you know that's why to me it's like people you know i uh, you know i i honestly want trump to win i want this whole <laughs> biden president first of all the president elect is never not a thing like he's not actually the president and like the president elect is kind of like like we won kind of for now and we're going to you know they're they're making all these things like the media in the United States probably in Canada as well is is run by these these elite billionaires and they play a narrative they just want you to to play the narrative so if you're listening to this and you just your parents or whatever they grew up you and I talked about it if you grow up i think technology changed the world because you know that's what they're trying to con- get control of these social media apps and can and censor it like like they do in the news because they don't want people to wake up to what's going on around the world. And that's yeah, that's why Twitter is always uh, deleting. Yep. They're always doing sweeps of anything that's controversial, or they'll say this is uh, uh, f- f- fake news or this is untrue. Yep. So a lot of people who are trying to expose like different things about the election that were actually working in stations, their uh, their uh, Instagram posts were getting deleted as yep. soon as they posted. Remember the COVID COVID cure and stuff I posted and all got taken down. Yeah. Why don't they just let people listen and make a decision? It's crazy, man. Because it's not the news stations are no longer about truth. It's about it's about controlling a narrative to get b- certain people, businesses, money. It's what those platforms believe. Want. Yes, that's Propaganda. what that's what is allowed to spread. Yep. If it's against what they what they believe, it's getting taken away. Getting taken away, but they'll let. It's amazing because you know there's a, such hypocrisy with all these ideologies forming that they everyone who's been a victim at some point in their life they have they can say whatever they like. Um, they can do whatever they'd like. Um, you know, people that believe in, let's say, in the United States, they call it the leftists, the left and people that are liberators and um, don't believe in any real moral compass. You can be whatever gender you want to be. It's like they they like that there was riots and stuff like that. Um, yet when it's like they get what they it's like when they get what they want and then peace comes, they want everyone just to be quiet. You know, oh, you know, let this time go. It's all good. It's like. There's such this real war between being righteous and I'm trying to think what the other one would be called. Yeah, it's narcissistic, but people don't care about being righteous anymore. Like care about their fundamental values, their character anymore. It's now just what can I what can I get from something? What can justify my 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 actions? And the the world is getting to a place even in Canada we we see like it's it's so real now with everyone in lockdown. Like you have, a, I say, like use this time and opportunity to really do research on this world we're in, like who's running it, why these things happen. You know, think about these things because, you know, Aaron and I talk about our lives and going forward and where we want to go into heaven and, you know, who's really in control, <laughs> right? We can't be thinking like, you know, look at this government, they're so good or they're so bad. It's like, it's neither or. It's kind of like, yeah, do your research so you're not stupid, so you're not, you know, you're not living in ignorance, um, but understand what's really coming. Um, you know, it's going to be, this lockdown is going to continue. I think it's going to continue for months because I don't think what they opened up during a freaking January winter storm cold in the well, United States like, and Canada. If, tr- if Trump won, right, he would have opened things up a lot quicker. Like and then, he called and a then cr- the whole, there'll be a civil war. <laughs> what do you think the left side would have done? But yo, so take it in. When Biden won, right? If you look at all like his supporters who went on out to the streets to celebrate, right? There was like hundreds of thousands of people that went out to celebrate Biden's win, right? 
even though they had a, they, a lot of them did have masks on, but still, you're basically going against everything that he said to you guys because he was promoting the whole time, you know, social distant, wear a yep. mask, and you guys all went out there to celebrate with each other his win. Yep. Right? It's a, it's, it's hypocrisy. It's a contradiction. Yep. So you just, but CNN and all these news stations will still cover it, being like, yep. oh look, they're all happy that Biden won. But if it was Trump supporters, they'd be like, oh look at look at these guys. They're not how social distant. How could they do this? <laughs> look how evil they are. They don't care. It's that's why it's 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 bullshit. Yeah. It's uh, like the it's um and even Biden, right? They picked someone who had tenure in vice presidency, right? And he they always say like he's been in politics for over forty years and hasn't done a thing. Right. And he passed a bill that put people in, in jail longer term. And they say, you know, they what they do is they, they plop him in there because Biden has, you know, he's under investigation because his son, who was a crack addict until he was forty, had no teeth. He basically made his son a pawn to make millions in deals around in um, in Ukraine. And it's crazy because everything that people try to accuse Trump of his last four years is what Biden has done. <laughs> and he continues to do this. is all facts, people. You can do research on it, listen to different podcasts that, you know, this, these these like he's I think he's also a pedophile to be honest with you I watch these videos of him touching kids and stuff like yeah, that doing videos disturbing. I saw very it. disturbing bro I like anyone touches if I had a, anyone I knew not even my daughter if I knew a person that was being touched like that I'm like hey bro you want to move your hand before I break it <laughs> like you want to stop groping their hair too right? sniffing them like they're yeah. like, like yo bro what is wrong with you that's so weird and I just I just know that these people that these politicians that are you know, I know sickos in the world person I know I know guys I know that are freaking creepy to me so I can imagine that Someone that grew up in the States, politician, wants money. Because these guys don't get paid a lot, right? They get paid, what, six figures. But where does all these millions come from? Where do these big houses come from, right? And I, if it blows my mind that, you know, I understand, you know, politics, whatever, Trump, Biden, this, that. It's like, yo, if you hate Trump, you have to hate him just as much. You have to not want him just as much. And, you know, a lot of people, it's not even they liked Biden, it's just they didn't want Trump to win. They hate Trump so much, so they wanted anyone but Trump. So, like, I, I could never, I wouldn't want to support someone that I didn't genu- that I don't even want to be present just because I dislike someone. You know what I'm trying to say? And I think people do that a lot in life too. So they'd rather, they'd rather, they don't want to support someone that, you know, that they hate. So they just pick anything else besides that, right? And I, I, like I think that mentality is it's kind of backwards because it's like you're giving your support at the end of the day to someone like Biden who you don't even like, but you're voting for him because you don't like Trump, right? And you got to ask yourself why don't you like that person, right? And even if you don't like Trump, if you don't like Trump, I can see why people don't like Trump too because you know he's very yeah he's he says stupid things he's arrogant right like there's a lot of th- flaws against him too like there's flaws against anybody but. I'd rather, like we said from the start, I'd rather have a president who's honest, right? Who can say something like, yo, COVID is a hoax. Who can call things out and is not scary. He's not the cookie cutter type of president, right? It's like, and that's why, like, I would have voted Kanye because I see, like, I want someone who's younger. I want someone who's, you know, who he said, he's like, he's putting God, he's putting God first in his decision making. It's not self-interest. Like we know Trump, a lot of it's self-interest because he's a businessman. Like he has a lot of entities to protect, right? He doesn't want to get sued when he's out of office. There's a lot of different like uh, revolving doors behind the scenes. But with someone like Kanye, who, you know, he puts his life out in front of the world and all of like the, the struggles and uh, all of the, the, the different uh, the different times where people tried to cancel him. He's battled through it where it's like, why, why, what, 
how much worse could the U.S. be if Kanye is in president? If Kanye was president compared to Trump, like I don't see how much worse it could be than what it is right now. Right now, I honestly if think, you look at it, it's crazy down there. I honestly think it would get better. Like Trump made it better. If you look at unemployment rate and all that stuff, Trump made it better. But you know, people, what people don't like will, facts. People will say that on the opposite. Okay, yeah, the markets rose and everything, but our country is more divisive now. Who makes? We it have, div- I always say, who makes it divisive? Who's funding and who's funneling money? Because but the, they say he, they, they say like a lot of the things that he says causes uproar. And he like when he was support in support of you know like KKK members. There's different things, right? Where but he's always like, he, but he's always said I denounce that. How many times does somebody want to say I denounce that? It's like I think a lot of times the money and the, what the TV the TV whoever owns the media stations are funneling money. They said even during the election, like Biden got so much more, never got censored. All his stuff is being seen over like 90% more than Trump's stuff. So it's like who's pushing the narrative, right? Yeah, divisiveness. Who's running BLM? Right, it's not black. It's not Black Lives Matter. It's a Black Lives Matter movement. It's a Marxist movement that a big rich white guy started. But people right? also they didn't like his whole slogan, "The Make America Great Again," because they felt that it had racist connotations with it. So a lot of people they felt that it was make. He wanted like the underlying message of "Make America Great Again." People felt that it was "Make America White Again." Like that's what like the black community and that, felt, and that's why, and that's why it's only it's only parts of the black community because there's only people. Who, there's a lot of black that do like people Trump, that of support them because yeah. they look at policies, they look at the fruits. So like you made a good point about culture. To, like we talk about culture to Christ. Culture says hate somebody, like hate someone more than you love somebody. Like we're called to love our neighbor, love our enemy. So for me, when I when Trump first got elected, I was pissed. When I was younger, I was all my feelings and emotions. This guy's racist. This guy says bad things. <laughs> He's an idiot. He doesn't care about people. Doesn't speak politically correct. All that stuff. I grew up in my life, started becoming Christian in my life, starting to see the fruits of somebody's work. So yeah, I don't like how they speak, but like, what are their what are their efforts? Like, what are their efforts producing, right? And. And I, I like that he's more personable too. Yeah, like he, he, he relates to culture. Think yeah. about it. He's the first president that would actually tweet stuff out and you actually feel like you can connect to your, your president. Where before, yo, your president's kind of just on TV. You only see him on TV, on press conferences, and where, what else is he doing, bro? And that's why everyone's like, yo, Barack Obama, yo, this guy bombed countries. Like everyone's like, yo, Barack Obama's better. How? Trump didn't bomb any countries. And, Trump and signed peace deals in Israel. But we people got, are trying to people are trying to blame COVID on him. Like he, he bro, this virus start started this. in China. Yeah. You can't blame on anybody. And, like he's, he, and he was he wanted to open up the economy. He wanted businesses to survive, and now like Biden is promoting the opposite. He wants you know everything to get locked down. He wants safety first. He wants you know masks, all this like once again promoting fear-based culture yes right and that's ta- what i don't like exactly it doesn't like, talk yo, about we've what been you in this for, for eight, eight months it's going to be a new year in two months and they're still talking about extending lockdowns and like it's ridiculous now they don't talk about how you can live your life with the virus around they don't talk about how you can get exercise still and do this they don't like we said culture media they don't talk about faith they don't talk about the truth they don't talk about the way right and um it culture really amplifies hatred amplifies it's never about proving yourself right and doing great things it's about talking about how your enemy is wrong right you look at the elections they always talk about how the other person's awful right not what they really want to do in in righteousness but how these people are scammers evil he's racist he's a bigot he grabbed a girl by the vagina you know (laughs) that's whatever trump said in the background whatever you know all these different things in the past 
And I try to tell people, like, oh, I did bad things in the past. But at least Trump is open about, you know, <laughs> about what he does with, with women to an extent. Like, obviously, we don't know all the details, but I haven't seen a video of Trump doing what Biden was doing to little girls. Oh, my gosh. Like, you know, you can't show me that. So don't people who are trying to say, oh, Trump, he's a, uh, he's a pedophile or he's a, you know, he abuses women, right? Look at Biden, too. He, if he can do that in the open with young girls, imagine what he's doing with behind closed doors. Right, and, so. he, and he's corrupt. Okay, I'm telling people right now, he's corrupt. He's got deals with people. Around Every the world. politician is corrupt. Doesn't matter yes. who it is. Yes. They all have self-interest. Exactly. It's part of the job. You don't get. You don't become president by being the cleanest person on earth. Obama too. Or any, all of them. Right. Mm-hmm. And it like, that's why it's it's, if you don't have if you don't have God at the center of, at the center of your own life, it's e- it's easily like you can get easily manipulated and you're literally your swayed mood, yeah your mood depends on yes. what you're seeing on tv yes and i would never want that that feeling to be like oh damn this is happening so now <laughs> my, my day's ruined right like you got to see bigger picture than that yes i think the it's the the world uh you talk about the world very sensitive now because like you said you're not you don't have a foundation of christ which humbles you and gets rid of rid of your feelings and emotions you, like you still have feelings and emotions when you're a Christian, but they're controlled and they're under the guidance of Christ so that when they come, they actually matter. Like their feelings and emotions that actually are um, about taking care of someone you love, you know, taking care of my dog that was passing away. Like those are real feelings and emotions. Like if you're living life constantly getting triggered by social media posts, you have a problem. (laughs) You're a simp. The people who, who comment like, man, to waste your time and comment towards every like social, uh, social or political driven event you see on your timeline like i still follow six buzz right sometimes Mm -hmm. i see the same people commenting to about like the same stuff non-stop i'm like bro to have the time to respond to everything that that six buzz is uh, posting because you know he does like political driven stuff he does things in the city but like some people like bro to sit there wasting time commenting on that is crazy once in a while i get it but sometimes i see the same people for every post Yep. It's like, bro, like you guys are on your phone nonstop, right? And that's what that's what it is, though, because now with COVID, you take away people's social uh, gathering time and act- social activities. All the stuff. I, it's your phone or TV, yeah. Or like, and you're also you know? building a lot of more anger and resentment, and bitterness, right? Because you don't have your outlets, so now it's just like you're you want to get angry at somebody because everything's taken away that you like, right? So you just want to get mad at somebody, and the world's fucked, man. Yeah, even when I right do now, like, it's crazy. It's just, it's just uh. I think even the phones, right? I think a lot of people that are not um, self-driven, motivated, and want to build a life, be, be, be their own leader, now they have like a voice, right? Like now they can leave comments and stuff. When you know those people in real life will never say a word to you. So like social media, all this different kind of stuff, you're, everyone is like hypersensitive, hypersensitive to everything. Even this podcast, we swear, and we're trying not to. Like I try <laughs> to focus on it. And Christians are getting triggered when I'm swearing. They can't listen to it anymore. It's like, <laughs> you know what? Look at the heart of the person speaking, what they're trying to do, and not the fact that this guy said the F word. Like, that's how sensitive this world is now, right? Yeah. You don't think I, I pray and have repent and have... I'm talking about Christ on a podcast. You think I'm just doing it for clicks? <laughs> I'd be doing the complete opposite thing. You know, that's why I think whole Christianity is not popular. And it can, it's like, cancel culture. It's cancel. Right? Everyone well, likes to point the finger. Yeah. What's well, I shout out to, you know, Remembrance Day? Um, all our fallen uh, soldiers in Canada that actually sacrificed their life. And shout out to Don Cherry. Don Cherry, man. baby. Everyone I forgot guess. about Don Cherry. Yeah. When you know he was actually ahead of his time. Ahead. Because every time he would call something out, right, it'd be what media was going to cover, 
later. He was just first to it. Yep. So when he was talking, when he got if people uh, who are listening don't know Don Cherry, he is one of the biggest faces of hockey, the especially biggest. in Canada. Yeah, I'd the say biggest. I'd say the biggest face of hockey in terms of entertainment, in terms of uh, commentary, uh, knowledge, just analysis. He yeah, coached in the NHL. He knows hockey, breathes yeah. it, cares about the community. So for people who don't know, he got canceled because uh, last year on Remembrance Day, he was telling everyone. He said. Uh, you people, should, uh, you you guys you guys love coming to our country. He's talking about Canada. He's like, you people love coming over to our country, but you guys don't support uh, our veterans. You guys should go and buy a poppy. So people got offended because him saying you people, they they were like, oh, Don's talking about immigrants. He's trying to call out immigrants by saying, you people come over here and don't support our veterans and don't buy a poppy, right? Meanwhile, they don't know that Don Cherry, he... He's been saying this for so many years about like you know support our every veterans, year, right? He says yeah, it every e- year. Every year he like he emphasizes on you know buying poppies, and you have to understand that Don Cherry he's always at a grassroots level, so he's always support- in minor minor hockey rinks. He's always giving his time there. Like I remember when I w- when I was playing when I was younger, I'd always see Don Cherry at the rinks supporting, sitting, right? sitting by himself, minding his business, watching the youth play hockey. He cared. Like he doesn't. He wasn't a Showtime guy. Give me the, give me the TV screen. Let me talk political. Ron McLean ride coattails. He's like, I'm gonna do my thing. Yeah. And yeah, the whole thing. He's right. You people wear a poppy. It should be yeah. All it people, means people right? who aren't wearing a poppy. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how you change that. I don't know how you go from you people. He meant this, this, that. It's like, yo, this country. We have these freedoms because guys were taking bullets in different countries. You know, for our freedom, like you have, you have the ability to get a job and make an income and have a family because guys went to war, shooting shots, getting blown up. So, in honor of that, as you live in this country, you move to this country because you wanted to escape a country that didn't give you those freedoms. You put on a poppy, you say thank you to be Canadian. Yeah, and you know, That's if, it. I, if I was an immigrant too, I wouldn't even be offended or triggered by him saying that because I would know where it's coming from. Yeah, like I'd be like, yeah, empathize, he's right. empathize. Yeah. Wait, he's how right. old is he? Eighty-five. <laughs> When was he born? Maybe he had friends, family members that were in wars, fighting in like you know what I'm saying? Like exactly. He he he, might, he, you know, he probably in so many different hospital beds, seeing guys pass away that went to just you know I wanted the freedom. You know I like you know how much bravery it takes to go suit up like that and be in the military and take bullets like, and people like the fact that he got his job taken away, and like first of all, hockey in Canada is not the same anymore. Hockey night in Canada is it's absolutely brutal. With people who know who have, and the thing is too, it's like it's now it's everything's politically correct. Where Don Cherry just said what he thought, which which is why people listen to him. And because of that, that you know him saying that now has ruined Hockey Night in Canada for everyone because yeah. now like it's not the same. So you you chose to eliminate probably the one person who cares about you know hockey and kids and playing ca- hockey Canadians. the most in the country. Mm-hmm. Like he's done so much for the sport. In terms of like just growing it, you know, supporting minor hockey, always being there at OHL Cups. Like yep. this guy, it, you don't see any other person doing it as much as Don Cherry does across Canada, right? Yep. So because of what he said, you would now cancel him because because why? Because you got some uproar from like from people who don't even give a fuck about hockey like Don Cherry don't does. Don't even care about the so sport. <laughs> it's like they just people love hating. <laughs> people get like they funnel their life. On hating and, and emotions, like they don't even know anything about Don Cherry, nothing about the sport. They look at something on the news channel or like or whatever's clickbait on Six Buzz, and they just like it's um I don't even know what to call them. 
Like, yeah, it's just hate. Like, you it, like, think you're eliminating a problem when you're creating a bigger problem. You're creating such... You're cre- so that's what happens a lot. So the people that get canceled, they end up removing someone who, you know, people like... I get... To, I get... Okay, if, it depends why you're getting canceled, right? Mm-hmm. I think, like, there's always contacts. Like, if, yes. if you, you know, you rape a girl or you something, okay, you deserve... Committing you know? crimes, yeah. yeah you murder someone, it. okay. Yeah. But for what Don Cherry said there, you just... You ruined... The the hawk the basically he's he's someone that when I was younger like when I started playing hockey at like seven or eight mm-hmm. I looked at Don Cherry the same way some people looked at Alex Trebek or they looked at you know the the rest in peace Alex yeah, Trebek exactly. as well so like he was like basically hockey's Alex Trebek like he's that face yes. of you know when you turn on the TV that's what you see <laughs> like right his whole thing and the starting thing yep so now because you eliminated now Don Cherry you've eliminated the chance for me and many other people to tell the younger generation about you know his legacy and what he means to, to minor hockey because yep. now when Don Cherry goes into a minor hockey rink which he probably doesn't even want to go to now because everyone's just going to be talking shit about him or being like oh this is the guy he he uh you know, he said the thing about the poppy. So now you're making his legacy about that one thing he said rather than this is the guy who cares about developing players. Yes. And, you know, and like putting in time to see people, the kids develop. Yeah. Right. He puts in the real work. But we want people that say nice things on camera. <laughs> yeah, like it's- the world rather have someone say the right things on camera and then do fuck all. And then either. Like, I'm not going to get it. Yeah, you know what? They'd rather have someone that says nice things on camera and is a pedophile, sycophantic, <laughs> losing their minds, or, you know, but they but they hate the person that doesn't say the right thing, but yet spends all his hours at rinks. Those aren't his kids. Spend all and, and helping kids, talking to kids, talking to coaches in the NHL, helping players. Like, this guy talking to veterans. He does so many things for the veterans in this country as well that have sacrificed their life. And you have people who have no idea who he is. And you know what I don't like? How the reason why we wanted to talk about him today was because now you don't even hear his name at all. Nobody talks. Even on the media, everyone's scared to talk about it. You know? So it's like, no, like I, I want to talk about Don Cherry. So, you know, now all the people, Karens, All the Karens in the world. Yeah, and, and like we want people to know that just because someone legend. cancels you... It doesn't mean that, you know, you have to be scared to support that person just because what now people are going to think, oh, you support the guy that got canceled. Like, I'm, I'll support who I want to support always. Exactly. Like, I don't let media or I don't let, you know, people try to influence my decisions on who, who like, who I, who I like and who, like, I can see beyond certain things. Because they stand for something. Yeah. You're and, saying and not they... and, and not only that, because if I was in that position where he, where, where he was, I wouldn't feel that I did anything wrong. I'm telling people, you know, I say you people buy a poppy. It's immigrants. It's non-immigrants. Everybody, right? It's everybody. He literally said, and I wouldn't be offended if I was an immigrant. If I was, if 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 I came into uh, to Canada and he said, "You people come that you love uh, our services, you love our freedom, but you don't buy a poppy." And and if I didn't buy a poppy, I'd be like, "You're right. I should be." I like, what's twenty five cents or like what fifty cents to buy a poppy? It's nothing, right? But it's like with that that what he said there cost him and cost everyone else generation what they man. look forward to watching intermissions on a saturday night man it's crazy that's man. a big memory for me like me my, my dad like saturday night hockey the Leafs were playing after the first period like okay like you know don cherry's coming up and he everything he always said was coming to pass bro like he would just spit out real real things about the game um, he wasn't trying to be, you know, what does the media want to say? Ron McClain trying to keep him on track. Shut up, Ron. <laughs> like, straight up, shut up, you know? And also, too, he kept his buddy in his job. 
he could have been doing it let's on his own. Let's talk about that for a second. Yeah, let's talk about how he could have been, he was going to be let go. And Don said, you know, if I'm doing this, he's my man because we're, we're boys. You know, I want you, if you want to keep me around, you hire Ron. You keep him around. He was going to get fired for something or something he did or he wasn't good they enough. Were, they were going to let him go let because him go. They, didn't, they didn't want to extend his contract. And Don said, no. He said, if you want me to stay uh, with CBC, you got to keep Ron here because they've been together for over 30 years, right? So he had that uh, loyalty towards Ron. And then when that thing happened to Don and Don expected Ron to be there for him, Ron, he fell back and said, you know what? Ron's like, a coward. I, I understand uh, why they're upset at him. He basically threw uh, Don under the bus, and then Ron kept his job, and he's still with Hockey Night and he Canada. sucks. But, but Don, Don is away, and no one talks about him. So now imagine how sad Don feels, right? Like, that's the quickest way to kill him as, like, an 80-year-old man, taking away the one thing he's passionate about. And loves and cares <laughs> the about. The only thing he cares about, hockey, yep. now you took that away from him? Yeah. It's crazy, man. I think I, what I what I hear is that some people care more about the message and what they th- what they care about people think about them. You know, Don was caring more about the message, like what mattered in Canada, than what he looked like on camera. I think that's powerful. Like, it's good to know that, you know, it's people are, they, they tend not to listen to the message anymore because of the messenger, because they don't look like the way they like somebody to look. They don't, you know, they don't have the right language, the skin color. They're not the same religion. It's like, but what is the message? What's the foundation of the message, right? Where Ron never gave his opinion on camera. He's always just like, yep, following Don. Okay, Don, we got to talk about this. And then you see him now. He's just like, yep, we're going to go here. And like now he's trying to, he's kind of running the show, but he just sucks, man. And someone that like had your back for 30 years, like Ron, we knew you were partying, getting drunk in the bars. <laughs> we knew you were playing puck at Oakville Canland. Like we knew you were drinking, doing all these different things when the cameras weren't on and Don was actually having a family and stuff and taking care of the rinks. Like, but yet, cause on camera, he looks, doesn't look as good as you. And then you throw him under the bus. Cause no, you're he's afraid. More of the... re- he's more real on camera than you. That's oh, what yeah, straight is. up. Yeah. More real. And, 100%. When, and we and know why... in this world, the more real you are, the more hate you'll get. Yes. The 100%. more the more people who feel offended by you, they look at you as you're a threat. Yes. Even though you could just be pursuing things for your family or for your loved nope. ones, but however, if it's not in in someone else's favor, yes, they see you as a threat and they'll start to hate on you. You know, that's when they start to, to try to take you down, or they like to start rumors about you. Mm-hmm. Even though you cannot even be paying attention to that person too, because you could be so far into doing your own thing and trying to grow something, mm-hmm. being passionate about your own business, your own side hustle but then you have these certain people who because they think that oh this person uh i see them doing well let, let me let me go and throw some shade let me go on a fake account and try to throw shade at them or let me try to tell other people negative things about this person when you're not there you're not even on their mind like and and that's the world today because the world likes to magnify on people's faults and they like it's like it's that competitive nature that people feel like i gotta one-up this person you know, I can't even be real with you to share my own expressions or my own thoughts yes. because I don't even want that interaction with you. Because half the time when we interact with each other, we get offended, mm-hmm. or that that person feels like, oh, this person's trying to talk down to me, even though it's like, bro, like everyone's so hypersensitive these days. Yes, because that's what that's what's going on in media. Mm-hmm. Like we see everyone having to apologize, putting out statements, having to be like, oh. I apologize for saying this. I shouldn't have said it this way. Even though deep down, you, they're not really sincere about that apology because why should they be apologizing? Yeah. They're only apologizing to basically save their job yep. or to save face in front of the media. Mm-hmm. And I always ask, why do you think people are like that? Why do you think people 
because you like wanting up for me it's like you can insecurity it's, it's insecurity it, that's it, what it is and it, i think it's because the world and the system lies to people telling them how they need to act to be successful how to fall in the system to fit in to be liked or i'm not trying to be liked like you don't try to be liked it's different between being liked and respected right people will respect you and i because we're not trying to be liked or we're going to be in our own lane and i think People are triggered when they just follow the system their whole life. They've tried to done everything right, make sure everyone likes them. They don't make a mistake. They don't give their opinions. <laughs> don't say anything that might be against the current mainstream narrative. And then you're always liked. And the second you see someone living in their own life and pushing out their own thing, it's like, hey, hey, what are they doing over there? They're not saying things right. Trump is a racist. Uh, you know, Don Cherry said, you people. What does he mean by you people? You know, and, it's and like you know what that goes down to. How we talked about in the start, how different mayors—they're trying to be like, oh, how come your region isn't locked down, right? And ours is, or why is our region? Uh, how come you guys are allowed to have more people, you know, in a restaurant than ours? Because it's all about pointing fingers now. Yep. Everyone's so worried about others instead of themselves. Yep. Where it's like, I think that people—it's—it's it's an insecurity problem. And it's almost like I a think thing it's also it's also around the narcissism. I think it is narcissism. People don't think it's like because I think it's we're so it is because like I think people have a hard time. Um, you know what it is? I, I read a quote and it goes like people would rather sink the ship because they're not captain. Mm. So they'd rather everything go down if they can't be captain yeah. rather than just being on the ship. Let someone else, you know, lead the ship properly and you can survive. Yeah. Some people have so much pride where they'd rather just everyone. go. If I'm going down, everyone's, everyone's going, going down, down with, with me. me. Yeah. Because I'm, yeah, <laughs> right? I'm not I'm not either willing enough to become a leader eventually, put in the sacrifice, put in the suffering to do that. that I'm just going to try to take someone down with me. Or just play my Sit play your my, role. Yeah. Everyone's trying to be Jordan. Everyone's trying to be Kobe. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, sometimes you just got to play your role for the greater goal. Exactly. And too many people, they don't like to do that. Yeah. You know, they want it. They want the spotlight on them. Mm-hmm. So if I can't be that guy, everyone's going down. We're Very sinking true. the ship. Yep. It's a sad way to live because that, that, that mentality will apply to everything. It'll apply to your, how you deal with your family, right? If you're trying to compete with different siblings for attention, mm-hmm. it will apply to your workplace. Being like trying to get brownie points from your boss or trying yeah. to be like, I should be the next promo. I should be getting that promotion because I want to be manager next, right? Yep. It, it it trickles down because people are insecure deep down, right? Like if, if you always have to be looking what other people are doing so you can either hate on them or you can be like, you're not doing this right. So, you know, like it's, you and it's I know, sad, man. You and I know it's this crazy. so well because I personally had insecurities. I used to be narcissistic in very sense. And when I got into the word of God, my faith, he got rid of all that stuff because he really goes, oh, you think this world's for you? You think everyone has to give you things? And like, if you don't get things, it's someone else's fault. Like I always tell people, the world is narcissistic. It's fun. It, it, it is it, the foundation of it is like, love yourself. You're if you, if you believe in ideology, if you believe in like a certain way, you're a narcissist. That's the way it is. If you come to, if you come to God and actually have a faith, it literally tells you to die to yourself. Like you have to die to yourself and whatever you, your ego and what your parents told you were, even if they loved you or they hated you, all of it, it's a, it's a lie. Like this world is based on the sin, the devil, all that, th- all that kind of stuff. And if you, the second, I always, t- I, I know if someone doesn't have a faith, they're not like faith driven, you know, religious, I automatically know like they're, who's their God, who's their God themselves, themselves, the devil, the, it's their, their flesh, whatever appeases what they need. And 
I know that because I was that. Because I lived a life like that for so many years until God had to intervene. You know, even myself, before I always had to, you know, dress up. If I was going out in public, I'd have to be fresh, you mm-hmm. know? Because I'd feel that, yo, if I'm not fresh, then, you know, people, they look at me because they know my Instagram. Mm-hmm. And they, they when they think of my account, they think that, yo, this guy always has gear. Yeah. So that actually, like, influenced my everyday uh, life of just, even when I was in university, I'd be like, yo, I have to have gear on. Like, I couldn't just go, you know, and just sweats. I'd always have and to be, be chill. Yeah. And that, that goes to show you that at that time, I felt I was my own God. Because, you know, like uh, everything was for my own ego for, yeah. you know, proving my own self-worth to others. Mm-hmm. And that's and a lot of people still do that today because when they, they feel that if someone if someone's looking at me, I need them to see me through my social media lens first. Yes. Right. And I don't want this person to think that, oh, this person like he's not really like that in real life. You know, I see him on social media, but in real life, he doesn't really have it like that. Mm-hmm. Right. And I know what that's what it's like to feel that. Yes. And until I came to God and then I realized, like, you know, my only worth is how God sees me at the end of the day. Right. How he dictates if I get into heaven or not. That's what it comes down to. Brands aren't going to help me get get their followers, money, all that. Like, it's, it, it doesn't get you in. Right. No. So, like, I that's that's what it comes down to, like living for temporary or eternity. Mm-hmm. You can't live for both, right? I you, can tr- you can try. You can try to balance it, but it, it doesn't work. Because it doesn't work. The scales always tip. Yes. Right. You can try to as, as much as you want. Be like, oh yeah, like today I'm gonna be putting God first, and then tomorrow you go like, no, today I'm gonna be you know living in sin. Yep. And if you keep going back and forth, you end up only confusing yourself. So and then confused. and the devil just needs that one chance. Yep. One chance, one slip up where like, you know, I drink and then I start driving and then I get pulled over for drinking and driving. It's like, I never do this. It's hey, like, re- remember we talked about the Halloween, the ho- oh, the Halloween let's episode? Oh, that. Right? So the Halloween episode, everyone's, you know, like, oh, come on, bro. Don't take it seriously. It's just Halloween. <laughs> nah, bro. No big deal. It's like, you know, nah, it's just chill. It's like Christians do have Halloween. It's like, no, you cannot. Um, because we always say things don't matter until it happens to you. Right? And it literally on Halloween night in Quebec, in Canada... A man dressed up like Jack Sparrow or some kind of knight with a sword. And he killed, I think, three or four people and wounded 10 to 20. Basically went on a rampage on Halloween night and people lost people that they loved, lost loved ones because a guy realized, uh, who knows, because of COVID lockdown, because of his demons, whatever he was doing, he had the opportunity to dress up so no one would think a thing. Oh, look at this guy. He's a pirate or, you know, he has a sword and stuff. And he went on a rampage, police everywhere. So rest in peace, those people. It's awful to hear that, but it's not ironic. And there was another guy in Belgium who he dressed up as Rambo. And then he went and started shooting people, right? Luckily, only one person got hit. And then, uh, but he didn't die. But still, he started shooting people because he was dressed up as Rambo. And he was, he went into some like food district, right? Some like cafeteria or whatever. But you see how they they, they use Halloween as a day where they can dress up. Like you said, it's an opportunity for them to, you know, commit evil crimes. And if that day didn't exist or it wasn't celebrated, like you, you, they wouldn't be able to even attempt to do that. Nope. And like we said, so remember when I was asking you, I was like, what about the people who say, oh, it's just one day we can dress up? That's all the devil needs. He needs one day to change someone's life forever. And yep. then now that family is always impacted. Impacted, man. Like everyone changes. Like who knows what the impact is that family's like. <laughs> like, But it's just funny how we said that, right? We were talking about it. And that same, uh, that same 
we're, I think we a day before we uh, recorded or day after it happened. Yep. And, I'm, and you and I are not surprised because <laughs> when you, like I always said, when you when you believe in Jesus Christ and God and like something that's unseen, everything in life is like it's not surprising. You talk, you've talked about that how things aren't even surprising anymore because we know evil's out there. We know that this world's not based on real good loving things. We aren't good. Our God is good, and it's just it's not it's. I don't even want to be like, "Ha, hey, told you so," because it's awful. You know, "Ha, hey, told you." Look, killers on Halloween. No, it's awful. Right, like I don't want somebody else who may be listening not to, you know what? I'm not going to partake in Halloween next year. Let's see how I feel about it. I'm going to make sure my family's safe. We're indoors, having a good day, you know, because who knows? One day your family goes out and they're the one, one of the victims because a guy and, decides. And to, you know what's crazy? Because the lockdowns and because it's COVID, right? Less people are obviously out and partying, mm-hmm. and that still happened over there in Montreal. So imagine if if there wasn't COVID and people were all out, we would have heard way more crazy stories, especially in 2020 now. You know, the Anything craziest is stuff possible. is becoming a reality. It's yes. becoming a reality. People are living, a lot of people are living on like, they're on the next place of getting triggered. Like they're very, we're, like we said, hypersensitivity, no foundation, no more God in people's lives. They're living like this, bro. Confused. You know what? Ready L- to, getting I, ready to snap. Yeah. Uh, LCBO, uh, LCBO a couple of weeks ago, there was a guy who was arguing with someone over social distancing. Yep. Ends up shooting the guy. Like, imagine your day like that. You're arguing with someone over something stupid like social distancing. Someone ends up getting shot. So, yeah, everyone's at that tipping point now because, you know, they're losing that their uh, mental health. Right? People don't know, what, they don't know what's going on, what to believe. They see, they turn on the news and it's mass hysteria. Mm-hmm. It's pandemic numbers. I remember uh, on CNN last week, it was all about the election with the numbers. Mm-hmm. As soon as they said uh, Biden won, they switched it now the next day. It's now back to the COVID numbers of how the cases are rising. So you like, it's just, you just lose hope. That's why your yes. hope can't be in politics. Your hope for yourself can't be in celebrities. It can't be in all of these things that, you know, that play with your emotions. You know, it's pulling you into certain directions where you have no control over, yes. right? So what you're thinking about or what your feelings are towards something, you have no real impact. You think you do with a vote until you see how an election can be rigged. You yes. think you think your influence and impact can, you know, can impact your workplace until you get fired. You think your Im- impact and influence can impact, you know, as a, as a professional, uh, you know, athlete until what happens? You guys have to boycott a day of games, mm-hmm. right? It's it's all this, like the public perception in 2020 is like, it's out of this world where, you know, you don't even know what why people are doing certain things. There's so many smoke screens right now. Yes. And like, even myself, that's why I can't believe in politicians and I can't believe in these things because at the end of the day, the only thing that's solid foundation is God. Yes. Because God, God, at the end of the day, when once you go face to face with God, every all those things that all the things that used to worry you here on earth, you're not. It's not even going to be on your mind. Like it's so minuscule. So like the 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 things that you know that give you anxiety and depression. The devil wants you to think on those things. Yes. And it, the devil like, wants you to spend time on that. And, keep you busy, and and also it's not not just keeping you busy. He wants that to trickle to others. Yes, he wants your negativity. He wants your uh, the feeling of being the victim. All that he wants you to spread it. Yes, that's the real disease, the disease of fear, the the, the disease of control, manipulation, all these things. Right, that's what the devil wants you to, to spread. And it's not just COVID. COVID is what the media wants you to think. And yeah, media is all culture, baby. The culture. You know, Aaron and I talk about culture to Christ. 
how much do you, of your time do you spend in culture? And how much do you spend your time in Christ with God? You might not even be a religious person or someone that believes in God at this time. So ask yourself, the fruits of your life, how do you like them right now? Because you're like, if you don't have God, you don't have any kind of idea, you're full-on culture. You're 100%, like Aaron said, your emotions are your vehicle. Like you just want to constantly be filled by emotions, emotions of your of your of yourself, or emotions of hating somebody else, or being angry. Um, how much time do you spend in that? Because it is manipulating you, it's controlling you, it's causing you to do things that you really do not want in your in your life. Um, the yeah, the lack of the world's the world's showing us that there's a lack of God. The, re- the re- reality is lack of God, a lack of foundation because the truth is very humbling. The truth will always, I say, set you free because it takes you away from your emotions. You know, for me, when I read the Word of God, I don't really have emotions. It's a very peaceful feeling. It's um, convicting sometimes, but it's, it's very humbling, and it keeps me focused on things that actually matter. You know, re- relationship with God will make you focus on things that matter. And it'll give you the discernment to understand what's really going on. You know, if people want to talk about this, talk about that. You get, it's, I think the, the world wants you to amplify on knowledge, right? It wants to make you really smart. Like you'd rather be very smart, get good grades, make a lot of money. You have a lot of success. But wisdom is not, is not seen in today's time. Wisdom is very um, lacking. And I think we add God into our life more, more of the word, understand why um, the world is the way it is, is because governments want to take away the foundation. Like the way this world is now is nothing compared to what it was 100 years ago, 200 years ago, 1,000 years. People would just get murdered to get murdered. Um, you know, the people that I follow in life, even Christians in the Bible, none of them were popular, none of them had a lot of money, and they all were tortured and killed brutally. You know, these are the people that I follow. And we have to understand that we are leading ourselves in a dangerous path if we're following in these leaders, these politicians, these famous celebrities, whatever, that are following popular trends. You know, the, the closer you get to God, the less you care about things that you have no control over. Like, firsthand, especially if you're constantly praying and you're constantly, you know, putting your thoughts and emotions out there and, you know, th- being thankful always like just see being more present with people and present with yourself in in like all these different situations the less you you care about you know about the the things that don't really matter especially to, to like to your family and to your own situation it's like if you're always having that feeling of anxiety of like yo i gotta be like what am i doing right now i gotta be doing this and that right you know where that usually comes from i find From social media. When you're always constantly on social media, knowing what other people are always doing, right? Sometimes you know more about other people than you do about yourself. You know more about what, you know, someone else is... Eating for breakfast. (laughs) Yeah, or or just, or like, you're so... Because you're always looking at what someone else is doing, you forget to be... You got to be doing your own thing, right? And we see that with so many people. Like, you get caught as a bystander. So, especially now when COVID, you have so much free time... Where if you go less on the social media, right, and you go more into putting time into your own craft, your own hobby, the thing you're actually passionate about pursuing, 
where you put it more into into the word, into you know, letting God try to work through your life, right? Work on that spiritual that spiritual relationship first, and your own personal journey. If you allow God to work, that you see, it it takes over all of those negative emotions that you get from being, you know, filled with all the stuff that all the noise. We call it noise, right? COVID numbers rising, election, this, Trump, this, and that. That's all noise. Like, all that, we have not, it doesn't impact us, okay? You think you do. You think you have, you think your opinion, what your comment on Instagram matters, but literally no one gives a fuck, okay? You know? Yeah. Like, even right now, like, when we talk about it, it's different because it's it's our podcast. Yeah, we're going to give our opinions. We're going to give, we, But this, our opinions here can't control our emotions, right? Yes, we're mad that, you know, regions are shut down or this and that. But at the end of the day, like, okay, is me not playing hockey going to, you know, make me go depressed and, like, lose my sanity? It's like, no, it's like it's not because, like, at the end of the day, we have to know how not just to adapt but see bigger picture. And see the work of God in every situation. You know, you and I talk about that a lot. When things bad happen or crazy things happen, like, yo, what's God telling us this time? And that's why it's important, Aaron says, if you're trying to get out of culture— the only way you can change even the words and the thoughts in your head, you got to put different thoughts and words in your head. If you're constantly getting filtered by Netflix and news and social media, Instagram, that's the that's the conversation that's going on in your head. Those are all, all the information you have. You need to change the source of information. So that's why when I start reading the word, if those words are in my mind, I'm now equipped so that I don't have to like, oh, I'm, I'm you know, culture dictates the way I think and the way I act. I don't you know, I have to do these things. I have to go, you know, Aaron said, social media. The reason social media makes you feel like you're lacking something. If you come from a place of lack, if you're doing something because you feel like you're lacking or like you're not good enough, you will lose every time. You need to understand if you add God into your life, you already have everything. He will then calm you down to get rid of those anxiety, the comparison, the negativity, the depression. And you can actually work on something in peace and joy and understand what God has done in your life that he gives you the opportunity to do those things and gets you out of culture, out of the the noise of media that's one angle, one narrative. And God is so powerful for you in your life, my life, Aaron's life. He gives discernment. Like discernment is the ability to understand what is true and what is stronghold and what is like, you know, what is the difference between the two. And I want to touch on something that happened. Obviously, people in the Christian community know there was a pastor in uh, the Hillsong Church pastor his name was Carl Lentz, and he was fired for cheating on his wife. And for me, it's like you and I already told I told you about this, Aaron, and you know we talked about you know obviously you don't want to judge someone, you never know what someone's going on in their life. But I said that's why discernment is important because um, how somebody lives in their lifestyle, the things they allow to creep in their life, be careful on who you're looking up to in culture or even in the churches and stuff that might be leading you astray, leading you into think that you can have culture as well as just as much as Christ. You're talking about uh, Bieber's uh, old pastor, right? So, yeah, he... uh, I thought he was Bieber's pastor now, but apparently he was the one that did um, baptize him. And he was obviously... it's, It's obviously trending because, you know, from the outside looking in, I don't know the guy. Okay, I don't know him, <laughs> but I see how he dresses, all this stuff. So I'm not surprised when I hear that. Like he lives living in LA, and for me, my this is my opinion. Okay, if you're a leader, a pastor of a church, you have a higher accountability. You're gonna tell, you know, you're gonna take on the the, the word of God and, and spread it, and then I'm sure you're making a living off it, right? 
so you have, and then you have kids and a wife. It's like, you know, the transgressions of sin. So I say, when you start sinning, like if I start watching pornography and I start lusting and stuff like that, it leads to other things. Right. So I'm like cheating on your wife. I'm like, for me, in my opinion, of course, in my opinion. Okay. What, at what point do you go? When, when does God check you? You know, when is like, but that's why I always tell people be careful because sometimes culture truly has a bigger influence on someone than Christ does. Even but you know, that's why Bieber said in the interview, he said, they're like, oh, so why, when you were first promoting God and talking about your relationship with Jesus, right? Uh, why were you unsure? And he goes, I wasn't 100% dedicated because the influences and the people that I looked up to who were Christians, right? They weren't living what they were teaching me. So that's why when you tell me this about Carl Lenz, that's who Bieber's old pastor was. It makes sense because Bieber, he, like he, he got married and, you know, he was trying to look for like a positive role model who, you know, he could actually follow and, you know, build with. So when that happens and Bieber, you see that, oh, he left them. There's probably other things behind the scenes yes, where it's like saw. this guy was a bad influence on me. Right. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense. And that's why you and I talk about we want to be doing this podcast now where you know, I know there's people watching these videos watching listening on the on on audio who've re- already reached out to us and we we appreciate those really heartfelt messages because we know there's people struggling going through hard times but this also holds us accountable like the same yes. way you said once you're a pastor once we decided to do this yeah. you know that you know now it's even you're gonna get more hate yeah you're gonna get more people who are gonna be like oh you're in culture to Christ so why are you swearing yeah why are you doing this and that right you really you're, got it. I've had people message me saying, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to go to hell and I should delete certain videos. And, you know, I always tell them, man, like we have to understand and, and um, we have to be able to not live in someone else's shoes, but understand we had different paths in life. Right. And a lot of times I get people that there are certain people in Christian and Christian communities that like lives in the Christian household and they just you know grew up in it and then they never lived in the culture and lived in devilish lifestyles and the hockey culture itself it's like you need to understand if you lived in that in that stuff and understand that we're trying to be bare and vulnerable and we don't have to like jesus came and he's there like our grace is because of jesus i can't work better to get to heaven it's god's grace I'm going to make mistakes. And the point point I try to tell people is that I want to get people that were in my culture that maybe that lived a certain lifestyle I lived to be like, you know what? Alex did it, you know, played hockey with the boys, whatever. He did the lifestyle like this. He used to be in the clubs partying. You know, yeah, he's not speaking politically correct. He's not speaking Christianese perfect. Maybe I can get to know who this Jesus guy is. (laughs) That's my, that's what I think about. I don't think about appeasing other Christians who've been in it for 20 years and they have, yo, I'm so good at being Christian and you're swearing. How could you do that? It's like, you think I'm focusing on you? Like I always say, Jesus went to the lowest. Jesus didn't go to the richest people in the church and be like, wow, you guys have so many things. You're so popular. He went to the guy with leprosy, the guy that couldn't see, the woman that felt ashamed because she's a prostitute. He went to the lowest. You know what I mean? So we understand who Jesus is. It's not, I'm never saying I'm going to be Jesus. It's following his message following how he you know he forgave us and he saw the the potential of our lives some so, of the people too who, who claim that they don't believe in god but their god is money right yeah. like i know so many people who that's their all that's the one thing that's the only thing they care about it's the only yeah. thing they chase right yeah and you don't believe in god but what does your money say in god mm-hmm. we trust so 
you know the person that, <laughs> that invented money. Money, the yep. person that invented the thing that you chase and put so much emphasis on on grinding for mm-hmm. right says in god we trust but you don't believe in god but you just believe in the money right it's a it's a contradiction yep and that's a problem with like what you were saying uh earlier it goes down to so many people get triggered so easily yeah right and, and they they're the, they're, and they're the first ones to point out your flaws and then try to uh you know point hate towards you or try to bring other people to hate you mm-hmm. because that's the world we live in now. Yes. It's like if, if, if someone is bored or if someone just doesn't like what you're saying or doesn't, it has a different opinion than you, they're going to attack. Yes. And I always wanted you guys listening. If that's you, or maybe you're doing that right now, you worship culture. You love culture because culture wants you to hate someone who's not living your lifestyle. And if you are a Christian and you see things you don't like, you need to love your enemy, love that person, and pray for that person. Um, because we're all broken people. We're all sinners. We all fall short of the glory. But God gave his grace. He brought us his only son. Um, I think it's good to close on that. And, yeah, we have, uh, yeah, we, we are spreading too much hate. And it's time to spread more love. Maybe we'll do an episode on love. Um, we got a verse of the day because that's what always matters is to end on the word of God. Um, Trump 2020. <laughs> I'm going to see if I, I missed anything. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, you know, I think the whole Kanye thing, the Kanye running for president, 2024 he'd go for, and then have Trump be his vice president. For, I think that'd be, that'd, <laughs> that'd be, be good crazy. television. That'd be good television. Holy but you know, cow. did you hear in the Rogan interview too? Uh, uh, Kanye's like, I don't even like how I have to pick whether I'm going to represent the Democratic Party or Republican. Why does that that automatically creates can division? He, can you just pick Jesus Christ? <laughs> but see, I'm what running his point for is, Jesus Christ. Yeah. His point is, why does it always have to be blue versus red, like mm-hmm. Bloods versus Crips? Yeah. And you see that background already. It's like it's like yeah, it's true. Why do you always have to pick what party you represent? Because that already creates division. Yes. That creates people to be like, are they for you or against you? Mm-hmm. Why can't he like? Why can't he just run as Kanye West himself? He doesn't like. Why do I need a party behind me? But you see, like that type of mentality, like, that's a forward thinking. Yes. The system is all has been the same for how many hundreds of years, right? It's always but yeah. left a bit, <laughs> right a bit, left a bit. Let's have a balance. Yeah, I think uh, I think Kanye's onto something. Um, I hope he wins on. I know you. I know. Yeah. And if it's not Kanye who wins, like I don't want to be biased. If someone else that's younger, that's a, like a visionary, I'd want to see them. Uh, I I want to see someone different. How young? How young would you go? Dude, thirty. Thirty years old. Yeah. No. Because for me, I'd okay, be like thirty-year-old kid and fam- family. It depends. I'd only putting an age on it. I just want to see resume. What have you done? Right. What have you yeah. done up to that to that age where you're running? What is he? What What would you look for in terms of that resume? Like everything from you know. His background in business, right? Yeah. What, what what are his uh, political goals? Like, what what are the things that he envisions for the country? Mm-hmm. Right. That's what you, you like. Andrew Yang. Did you hear about him? Who's running? He's pretty young. I think he's like forty something. Okay. But uh, he was saying though he wanted to give every family a certain amount of money, no matter what, because that's never been done before. Where it's like he basically wants to value money in a way where. If you give every family a certain amount, like the opportunity, create, give just, the opportunity give, first. Give give the money to people, right? No matter your circumstance, you get a certain amount, right? Yeah. And that just eliminates, you know, single mothers or people always feeling the stress of like, mm-hmm. oh, I, I need a because that's when crimes get committed. That's yeah. when people have to, you know, like do crazy things. And he's American. So he, he's yeah, he's American. American. Okay. He's like, yo, we we have so much. We have enough. We can 
And the people people didn't want uh, that to happen because she's like, oh, he's going to devalue the currency. If he's giving everyone money, then the value goes down. But who only thinks like that? The elite mm-hmm. who have so much money that yeah. that's who cares about it. But if you guys were, came from poor households or you guys came from poverty, you would understand how much that would mean to your family growing up, you know, eating like some of these you know, these kids like they're saying that they only have two fresh meals a day uh, uh two two fresh meals a week the rest of of uh the food is yeah it's you know food banks it's like food you know, stamps all that stuff but it's like that's how andrew yang's like why can't we just give currency right give a, a monthly amount to every family so they don't have to worry about uh you know stressing over that uh the basic necessities. And how much did you say? Like how much it was, or just like a general number? I think it was. I don't want to put a number, but like maybe a couple thousand. Or it's like n- nothing crazy. Like was it like a one lump sum for the life, or like every month? I think get... it was like every month. He was saying. Yeah. Yeah. I saw it on uh, Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Yeah. But he he was actually pretty popular too. But you know he did obviously didn't go far enough because it also depends on your brand, like how many followers. It it it's sad, but. You need a strong following to win now. Like you need, yeah, like if you look at Trump's too, following, yeah, right. You look at Obama. All these people, they have big followings. Yeah, it's true. They need you need a platform because you need to be the yes. That's I, why I think Kanye has a big following. Yeah. So like if Kanye, he just well, how has many to, how many votes did he already get? Because he had Joe Rogan. And <laughs> I saw that po- we watched that podcast. Like he Kanye definitely paid him some amount of money so he can put that whole bu- bu- the ballot thing at the end of it. I'm like, look at Kanye. He's just like that's why I'm like oh, he's so much more respectful in this interview than he was with freaking Nick Cannon. Like he was just more like because like but obviously Joe, Joe Rogan has enough money where he wouldn't need to charge him. Like, you don't think he charged him for, for that? Like the no, votes and because, stuff? because you know how much Joe Rogan already makes from his Spotify? You got $100 I mean, million, for, $100 million yeah. for the so contract. Yeah, so it's like the amount that Kanye can pay him for that, they're doing both of each other a service. Like him being on Joe Rogan's show brings viewers to hit, mm-hmm. uh, to the platform, right? Mm-hmm. And Joe Rogan giving him uh, the platform also helps Kanye. So mm-hmm. vice versa, they both, you know, can create uh, revenue streams from that. But yeah, it's just like... How many why, votes did he get? Did you, Remember I showed that video? How many votes did he end up getting? I don't know the exact amount. He probably got like 40,000, 100,000. <laughs> Who cares? The whole system is it's It's all rigged anyways, anyways right? to do mail-in votes. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine Kanye West does mail-in votes. The whole world votes for Kanye. It should just be in person. Yes. Now, you know it's crazy too because you know Trump before, he called this whole play happening. Yeah. He, right? He was talking about the mail-in votes. He's like, no mail-in votes. Because he already knew, right? Once you're at that position, you you know you Trump has scanned people his whole <laughs> life. <laughs> right? 1,200 votes. That's how much Kanye got? 1,200 votes Kanye got. In what, though? What, what region is it? Wyoming. It has to be, uh, has to be in a certain region. 1,200 votes. Yeah. <laughs> no, 1,200's nothing. Sorry, it's not 1,200 is nothing. I think he got more than that. It's definitely from a Joe Rogan podcast. Like, he definitely got some votes. But verse of the day, here it goes. Matthew chapter 10, verse 22. goes, all men will hate you because of me. But he who stands firm to the end will be saved. So you have to know the hate Amen. comes, right? Once you stand for God, you know yes. we we felt it already. Amen. You, know? you start for standing for God. That's the biggest, like biggest. That's the greatest sign, guys. So if you stand for Jesus, stand for God, and you're also spreading it, and you're a vocal, the hate is gonna come. Man will hate you. But he who stands firm to the end will be saved. Amen. And that's what we all need in a time like this. I need we saving. Need to, like, we need to be Somebody saved. Somebody save me. <laughs> I don't oh, care. Six, so shout out Amir. He just said Kanye he had 60,000 votes. Kanye total. West, 60,000, baby. <laughs> that's, so, that's so little. All right. But you know why, let's too? Call it, hey, let's call it now. 
So we can be, uh, we'll be famous for it. Kanye West 2024. But you know how he had to, you know why 60,000 solo too? Because you had to write his name in. His name wasn't on the ballot itself. They you had to, had to write physically write. Yeah, that's, remember that's, he says it? Man, you that's have to, impressive. People are, are like, they're not writing 60,000 people? That's a lot, man. Still, I understand the numbers, but like. You already have, but you know why? You know what's he didn't have, a, but he didn't have a, he didn't run, like he didn't do anything. <laughs> he had no campaign. Yeah, he had no yeah. campaign. Sixty thousand. But you know why that's that's probably impressive too, because it might not sound impressive because you hear, oh, Trump and Biden had like eighty million votes or whatever. Yeah. But first of all, those are those are fake numbers too. Yeah. So it's like maybe sixty thousand actually is a lot because if you have like millions of fake uh, mail-in votes, then. <laughs> You know what? <laughs> you or I, you and I can, you and I, either you or me will run for prime minister one day. Yeah. <laughs> I got the face for it all day. <laughs> I'm like, what's up? What's up, everybody? I care about people and the world, but I'll make deals with other countries for billions of dollars. You just have to be a smooth, smooth liar. Smooth liar? That's how you get I used to be politics. good at that. I used to be good at that. I'll just go back, right? Then I'll burn in hell. <laughs> <laughs> I rebuke that. I repent. I'm sorry. Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior. All right. We'll talk to you guys soon. Make sure you guys subscribe to the YouTube channel. Also on Apple Podcasts. Leave a review for the Q&A episode coming up. Thank you, guys. Peace.